This is the Upside Down Podcast, where we discuss the happenings of our coffee shop, art gallery, and community space in Westwood Village. I'm Kyle, the manager of Upside Down and your host for this podcast. Here we discuss coffee, art, and our vision for community behind it all. If you want to learn more, check out our website at UpsideDown.com. Follow us on Instagram at UpsideDown underscore LA. Or our preferred method, visit us at our cafe. We're glad you're here and enjoy the show. Alrighty, everyone. Well, welcome to the Upside Down Podcast. And today we have a bit of a different show for you. We're starting all of these barista features that we're doing. If you come into the cafe, you can see that we have a new bulletin board at the front or actually over where you pick up your drink that has all of our faces on it and some fun facts and just little bits of information about the people who serve you coffee. And we thought it would be fun to actually add a little podcast for each of those people on the board. And uh, we were thinking, okay, well, who should we start with? And Isaac was like, you. (laughs) So I'm actually not really hosting this one. We're going to just talk through the things I wrote on that card and do a bit of intro about me, Kyle. And uh, yeah, so here we are. Hey, Isaac. Hey, Kyle. (laughs) It's a pleasure to talk to you. Formal introduction to casual episode about myself (laughs) is how that felt. I'm excited to talk to you about you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) If you want, uh, speaking of that, my my favorite subject is actually me. Right, right, um, right. right. If you want to know more about me, Kyle already interviewed me for Uh, our our first episode ever. So you can go back and listen to that one. Yes, Um, we did. Now now that that really important part is out of the way. um, Let's talk about you, Kyle. All right. so for those who don't know, Kyle was like the original barista slash team member of Upside Down because uh, he was the one who helped us uh, renovate the space as the project manager and then jumped in as like the very first barista slash cafe manager person. Mm, yes. So it's Kyle who kind of runs the show on the day-to-day basis. Um and is accountable and responsible for all of the decisions that we make. And so the buck stops with him. I don't really know where that phrase comes from, but it's a good one. It, it carries a lot of significance. I got, um, I tried it. I was thinking <laughs> if I lived somewhere less urban, I could make a joke about bucks, but I've got nothing. Buck, <laughs> the like buck the, stops the animal? with my Ford Ram, Ford, <laughs> oh, Ford, Ford F-150 Dodge that- Ram. Is See, that what the buck is? I drive a Mazda CX-5. This is not. This just doesn't Wait, no, work. No. Is, the I buck have to know stops. This. Is the buck like the animal? The I buck? would think the buck is the animal, right? Because I, I just imagine a deer-ish animal charging and its antlers stopping at something. Okay. Versus like, money. Like the Milwaukee Bucks. Like the, yeah, the, the like that. The basketball team. team. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. So if the buck stops with you, it means you're going to run over it? I guess so. Or like... <laughs> Or like it's gonna charge you down, but then stop in your washboard abs or something. Like it's gonna bump into you and just can't go anymore. Just which I don't have, by the way. No. Yeah. <laughs> like it just it just rushes forward and it can't move through. It, it it unstoppable force meets an unmovable object. Yes. Yeah. So 
Kyle's an unstoppable force. Fact number one. <laughs> oh uh, let's let's talk through some of the things that you All thought right. were important enough to put on uh, your card. Yeah. So you're you're from TO, which is Thousand, Thousand Oaks. Oaks. Yes. Um, which is what all, yeah. That's when you really know if someone knows what Thousand Oaks is, is when they say TO. <laughs> not timeout. Not time. Yeah. Not, or like TO High. Right. You know, if you went to TO high. high, then, you know, okay. Did if, you go to TO High? I did. Yeah. Cool. Although, one fun fact about that is I actually, I'm technically, I guess I wouldn't really phrase it this way, but I'm technically a high school dropout mm. in the sense that I left high school when I was a sophomore and took what's called the California High School Proficiency Exam. And then wow. I went to junior college for two years. Um, so I really only made it through two years of high school, which is a fun way to put that. <laughs> and now I work across the street from UCLA. So that's great. It's uh, fun. Yeah. Also, we should probably note that even though this is strategically not on um, the card, mm. you, you are not uh, a US, UCLA grad. You are a, a USC <sighs> yeah. grad. Mm -hmm. I have to tread carefully here <laughs> because I would... I just would offend different groups of people, but I don't know how to put this without offending my Trojan family, but I'm just not, I'm just, I just, I just like UCLA. Whoa. <laughs> um, He's I'm a been fan. converted. Yeah. I like UCLA. <laughs> I don't like dislike USC. I think the rivalry just, you know, I had a mix of student loans and existential <laughs> dread and uh quarter life crisis that kind of overshadowed something like, USC versus UCLA. So Got it. I think that's where I'm at. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it kind of it was colored. Your experience there was colored. It by was a lot insignificant. Of yeah. God. Compared it. to like now that in my daily life, I'm not so concerned with those things. I can enjoy a rivalry like the Dodgers and the Giants far mm -hmm. more, you know? Right. Because the Dodgers never charged me 50 grand a year to go to school <laughs> there. <laughs> yeah. Solid. Just, uh, yeah. So like anyone who remains a Trojan fan, like after they graduate, it's kind of mixed in with some like some trauma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I mean, yeah. they to their credit, you know, some of, I imagine what a what a picture of steadfastness and devoted love that you <laughs> you just you went through the ringer. Maybe you had long nights of studying and tuition expenses and student loans, but you still are devoted to their football games. Wow, that's 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 real love there. That, that is real love. Yeah. So let's talk about your relationship with coffee. Okay. You, you say sure. your uh, favorite drink is an iced oat latte. Yeah. Which, pardon me, but that sounds <laughs> a bit basic. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's it's good. <laughs> is it, how um, does it feel? Okay. So you know, you're you work at a cafe. Also, like, just want to say I receive that. <laughs> cool. I receive that feedback. I'm, I'm glad there's no argument there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, the stereotype is you work at a cafe right. and you're a snob about coffee. Totally. Um, that's that's not a snob snobby drink. Care to comment on I appreciate that. Yeah. I want I want to I want my favorite drink to be every man's drink or every woman's drink <laughs> or every cat's drink. <laughs> Let's be inclusive here. Um yeah. I think you know. Yeah, there's kind of a joke that like a cortado, one of the people on our staff says a cortado is the barista handshake. So you order a cortado and it's mm. like, wink, wink, nod, nod. I'm a barista. I know gotcha. my stuff. Um, I feel like a pour over could also be that way. But I mean, I love all those things. I think it makes me think about years and years ago on my Twitter. I think I had my Twitter bio as like, I like to like things. 
Like I'm just a fan of things. <laughs> it's more fun to be a fan. Yeah, like right? you have more fun and more joy just liking all the things. So I don't spend a significant amount of time thinking about which coffee I don't like. And an iso latte is a good everyday staple where mm. I don't know. I guess the the oat milk feature and the espresso make it a step a more interesting than drip coffee or a cold brew. So, mm. you know, that's what I landed on. You know, yeah. that fact about you, if I can say, is probably why uh, what I love about Upside Down the most is like mm. the the friendliness and the atmosphere. Um, mm. And I think you set a good tone for that by just not being a hater and <laughs> liking stuff yeah. for the sake of liking stuff. It's It's inclusive. It's great. Yeah, that's... Say it, said it here. Better way to live. <laughs> Better way. You to heard live. it here first, yeah. folks. Um, so here, let's go into some of these fun facts. Um, All right, things that you would love for people to talk to you about. Hmm. Uh, yeah, that's first, a good way to phrase it. First up on the well, that's literally what it says. On the okay, card. good, good. <laughs> Whoever phrased it that way on the team, well done. That was Amanda. Yeah. <laughs> um, good job, Amanda. Shout out, Amanda. We'll we'll get to you next, maybe. Um, so. Lord of the Rings is ah, number yes. one. Mm -hmm. Top. Which, top fun thing. fact on that, I tried to do research before coming in this morning about why I love Lord of the Rings. Because <laughs> you weren't confident because <laughs> you were going to be able to talk about why. Well, you it's love like, it. yeah, it's like something that is so meaningful to you that you want to have really good. Oh, I see. You're like, okay, this is the barista feature of you where you talk about you that. You don't want to misrepresent the thing that you can yeah, most about. Versus just someone being like, ooh, what's he going to say about Lord of the Rings? I like it. It's good. Because <laughs> it's long. Because it's fun. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, okay. What what makes Lord of the Rings stand out not only yeah. as like a favorite book, but mm. as something you would want people to talk to you about more okay. than anything That's else? That's a good question. Yeah, I think I'm a big reader in general. I read a lot of fantasy and sci-fi and I love stories. I went to film school at USC um, and I just, yeah, so much of my life growing up and, you know, growing up in SoCal swimming in the entertainment industry and mm -hmm. stuff is, is about stories and stuff like that. And I think, you know, Lord of the Rings is a distinguished classic that everyone knows, but at the same time, it, it really holds up in the way that it does best what I love about fantasy and sci-fi, which is reveals kind of the the reality behind the curtain, so to speak. Hmm. Um, you know, there's so many ways to describe this, but... What is the curtain yeah. in your mind? <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of life is really hard to describe. You know, especially the, especially the really good parts, like the highest highs and the really bad parts, the lowest lows. People often say things like, you know, words fail to describe how beautiful that was or, right. you know... I don't know what to say to someone in grief or something like that. But that's like literally what books are trying to do. And that's what books are, that's what a story is trying to do, right? right? Um, so it's like the word or the art art form of words. Um, and I think I'm like just, I don't know, terribly foregone postmodern <laughs> in the sense of like, I grew up, you know, watching Star Wars, which is like a, western slash sci-fi and everything can be everything your experience dictates this and that and mm. uh i was thinking about that it's that's really just what art is trying to do it's trying to communicate someone's experience through a medium mm. and lord of the rings has this way of just like 
taking characters that are on these super long journeys and giving you these little minor glimpses that are just incredible to something about them that's coming to fruition, a trait that's finally being displayed, something intrinsic about them that you sense might be there that is underneath the surface that finally comes alive. Mm. And I feel like that's also just one of the greatest parts of life is seeing people grow and become who you know they can be, who they want to be. And like, in you, you don't see it every day, but you often get these little glimpses that are like really cool and are really personal. And yeah, so. I like that. Yeah. I think, yeah, when I reflect on Lord of the Rings, there's like, there's this element of darkness that like overshadows mm. the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And yet you get like the most hopeful slant on yeah. reality through the eyes of these characters. Right. And what they're experiencing. Mm -hmm. Would you say that's kind of like how, has it led you yeah. to like see the world in that way as well? Oh, 100%. I feel like that's how like, yeah. And I mean, this bumps into my faith directly but I just I think fantasy resonates with me in a way where we all know that whether or not you're a person of faith or whatever you adhere to we all have a sense of what we believe the world should be right which in some senses if it's coming from inside of us in some kind of intrinsic hope or way you could make an argument that that's more real or more hopeful than the world that we bump into on a daily basis. Right. Um, and I think it, it reminds me, so these kind of stories remind me to stay hopeful nice. all the time. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. I think what you're saying is like, there's a, there's a way that the world isn't matching a version of the mm. world that exists within you that you wish it could be, which means Right. Like that there is a version of that world that exists somewhere. Right. And I think that's what I meant by bringing up I'm hopelessly postmodern is like <laughs> the, I believe that, that that existence means it like should exist. Right. <laughs> right. Like that sense that I have that it should be better than this. I believe that that's coming from somewhere. Um, mm. And I believe that that should be a thing. Right. And then that, yeah. so fantasy for you and Lord of the Rings specifically is tapping into that. It's tapping into that. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Yeah. I like that answer. Yeah. We'll go with that. Um, okay. Which, yeah, I didn't really give an example here, but if you come and talk to me behind the bar about it, we could riff <laughs> on how that applies to Aragorn or Theoden or I don't know, even. Favorite Lord of the Rings character, go. Faramir. Faramir. Yeah. Totally undersold in the movies. He's just turned into the weaker Boromir. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's really not how he is. not like that all. in the books. Mm. Yeah. So. Thoughts on movie versus book. I mean, I love the movies. The movies got me into the books. Got it. Um, but yeah, the book, the movies don't hit that piece nearly to the extent that the books do. So the piece of like the hopeful world behind the curtain. Behind the curtain. Got yeah. It. That's great. Yeah. Um, well, there are a number of other things that you list, but before we close, I wanted to hit on this favorite quote that you have, which is from an unlikely source. Uh, yeah. The quote is, oh, bother. And yeah. you are quoting Sir Winnie the Pooh. Sir Winnie the Pooh, knighted by Queen Elizabeth in 1956. <laughs> uh, he's my favorite existential philosopher, personally. Oh, okay, good. good, good. Um, why did you pick that quote? 
I picked that. Well, a couple reasons. One is kind of the same thing is I absolutely just love Winnie the Pooh's outlook on the world. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> there's, if you've seen it on Disney Plus, like the newest uh, Christopher Robin, which is basically like Winnie the Pooh with these oh, puppets. Ewan McGregor, right? Ewan McGregor, yeah, yeah. yeah Obi-Wan Kenobi <laughs> and Winnie the Pooh. Great mashup. <laughs> the mashup we've all been waiting for. Um, he, there's just little lines in there that reminded me of why I like Winnie the Pooh when we watched this like a year or two ago during the pandemic mm-hmm. of like they're walking by a balloon stand and Winnie the Pooh in a train station and he says like, can I have a balloon? And Ewan McGregor's like, or Chris Robbins like, no, you don't need a balloon. He's like, I know I don't need it, but it would make me very happy. <laughs> and it's just stuff like that. Um, but also when, uh, so my wife and I are in the process of adopting. Mm-hmm. And when you adopt, you make like a profile book to present to expectant mothers um, to so they can get a good picture of your life and decide between you and and other families. That's a pretty vulnerable yeah. thing to put <laughs> And the uh the first uh the first page of our profile book is a quote. And um oh man, I should know this by heart. <laughs> but it's his like, you're stronger than you seem, you're braver than you believe, and you're smarter than you think. Huh. Um that's a Winnie quote too. That's a Winnie the Pooh quote. Oh, and we man. just we want it might be Christopher Robin, but okay. anyway, it's from Winnie the Pooh. Um and that just felt like it hit the encouraging note we wanted to hit for anyone mm. who's in that position and brave enough brave enough and vulnerable enough to be considering adoption. So, mm. yeah. That's great. Well, I feel like we got a perfect entree Good. into your life <laughs> or maybe just an appetizer and you can go and talk to Kyle for yourself and that'll be the entree of of the relationship. Perfect. <laughs> um, so go find Kyle behind the bar or if he's sitting in the cafe, just bug him, ask him more questions about some of the things like Star Wars or the Dodgers or baking <laughs> or gadgets. Um, uh, you, you're a great British Bake Off fan, correct? Yes. What's, what's the most impressive thing you've ever baked? Ooh. Impressive? Uh Actually, probably not impressed, but the thing I was most happy about that was inspired from that show is for Courtney's birthday last year, Mm -hmm. I made a lemon version of a Victoria sponge. Oh, snap. Yeah. So it's the two layered cake with the buttercream in the middle. I think you're supposed to say sponge. Sponge. Yeah. Sponge. (laughs) It's just the buttercream in the middle. (laughs) Um, You have to watch out for it to be stodgy. No stodgy. Stodgy bikes. (laughs) Yeah. So that was it. Lemon, lemon zested buttercream cake thingamajiggy. Yeah. Fantastic. For Courtney's 30th birthday. So. Great. Well, yeah. maybe you can bring some of that in the cafe <laughs> next time you make it. Sounds good. All right. Well, thanks, Isaac. This was fun. Thanks, Kyle. <laughs>